In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 6, dealing with just three verses this morning. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. My thought today, core values of love. Core values of love. Let's pray. Father, we thank you yet again was coming to look into your holy word. Word that you've given us that we might live. Words that you've given us that we might have hope. Words that you've given us that we would be encouraged. Words you would given us that we would be set free. Words you've given us to help us to be more intimate with you. And so as we come and to look again in your holy word, speak to our hearts today. I pray, God, that your word will hit its target, hit its mark, that the word will fall on good ground. And I pray, God, that the soil of our hearts have been ready and prepared to receive and a seed will be planted and will germinate and, and, and roots will form and, and it'll begin to grow and it will flourish. And so, Father, I pray for a rhema word, a word that you've a word that you've asked me to instructed me to give. Anoint these lips of clay. Let me just say what needs to be said, nothing more, nothing less. Thank you, Dad, for hearing this prayer. Hallelujah. And amen. Core values of love. I don't know if you had a chance to read the text that I sent this morning. But I asked you, do you check the check boxes when it comes to the attributes of love? Do you check them off in your personal life? And, and, and then I, I threw a little something in. Um, an old oldie, the OJs, get on board. Come on board, the love train. The core values of love. The last time I preached, we we talked about 1 Corinthians 13 and verses 1 through 3. And 
And you remember Paul said, listen, listen, you can do some wonderful things for people. You, you can just lay it on a line for folk and do some real kind acts. But if your motive is, or if you're not motivated by love, then all that you do means nothing. I, I need to calm down. I know Deacon Tia, I'm going to calm down my voice. Breathe. Um, 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 Deacon is deep. I'm going to breathe. Um, I'll calm down. So, but if you're not motivated by love in all that you do, everything that you do means nothing. Paul, his writers, his writer, her, her, his readers were at the church at Corinth, uh, and and the church at Corinth, um, what's what what. What what started this exposition, this his argument here, was you'd have to read before chapter thirteen, because he talks about spiritual gifts and the church at Corinth. It's been understood they love the spiritual gifts. They they love having all the gifts and being used. And Paul said, "Hey, there's nothing wrong with utilizing your spiritual gifts." Because it's to help, he's the word edify, but I want to break that down, to help the body, to help us, to, to help us in our Christian walk. Remember, it's a community. See, as a born-again Christian, it's a community. You are not alone. Isn't it interesting, side point? Isn't it interesting that when we mess up, um, the enemy wants, we, we don't want to be bothered. We want to see nobody. We want to hear from nobody. Many times, because the enemy wants to separate us, because he knows if he can get us alone in our thoughts, we start thinking all kinds of crazy things. But, but, but as a born again Christian, we need to be in the community of one another, um, for fellowship, for to help one another, to encourage one another, to build each other up. And I'm going to say it. Call a spade a spade, but doing it lovingly, but to really for the purpose of our Christian girl. So, so, so Paul is speaking or writing to this church at Corinth saying, hey, it's great that you have these spiritual gifts, but don't get hung up on that. I'm going to show you something better. It's called love. Now, I've been preaching about love. Pastor G has been preaching about love. Bishop Trey has been preaching about love. It's our theme for the year. And I've preached some, we've seen some illustrations, love and action. But today I want to drill down, if you would, really get into this portion of scripture specifics about what, it, what love is. I know we say we verb in, it's an action. God is love. Wonderful. Paul really spells out when he says, if you're not motivated by love, all your wonderful things you do for folk means nothing. Then he gets into the nuts and bolts of what love is. 
in verse 4. Now, what I want to do today, when I ask the question, do you check off the checkboxes of what Paul is talking about? Oh, but I'm not going to go real, real deep. I'm going to give you some illustrations. And then you can see if you check the checkboxes. See if you do those things. We're talking about as born-again Christians living this everyday life, when we interact, watch this, with our family, husbands with wives, wives with husbands, children with your siblings, children with their parents, when we go out with our extended family, with our neighbors, with people we don't know, with our coworkers, when we 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 go out to school with with our classmates, with the faculty, with the teachers. Oh, oh I'm going. Do you check the check boxes when you're on the telephone? I, I'm gonna get there, but I want to know if you you're checking the check boxes as we drill down about these core values of love as Paul spells them out. And so I, I want to see. How this plays out in our lives and in our everyday life. For in verse 4, Paul says, love is. It's interesting. There's two things he says in verse 4, what love is. Then pretty much after that, he tells us what love is not. So what he says is, love is patient. Let me let me let me break that down. In other words, long suffering. Okay, yeah, Pastor Turner, I, I checked that off. I can check. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 patient. Okay, so let me give you the scenario. You've just gotten off work, and you decided you're going to you need to pick up a few things at the grocery stores. You go to the grocery store. You got like five items. When you go to the checkout line, the self checkout. Well, that line is long. So you figure you'll get in one where they have a cashier. That line is long. Matter of fact, you got maybe two people in front of you. But you notice the first one in front goes right through. But the one by, that's right behind, that you're right behind, they're next in line. All of a sudden, they got the wrong item. And now the cashier's got to run back. Get the item. Then as the cashier begins to total up everything, there's something wrong with their card, the person's card. Uh And then then they're having a conversation. Then the manager or supervisor has to come over, open the cash register, and then they got to have dialogue because something didn't go right. The price was wrong. One thing was said and on the on the on 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 the on the on the product, but the shelf said something else. Meanwhile, all you wanted to do was come in and get a few things and go on home. You you are already tired. I'm asking the question. Are you are you checking off the boxes where Paul says love is patient? Or are you sitting there? Are you standing there? Because now you got to stand there. You're standing there. 
And you're thinking, what, what, what are you thinking? Are you thinking, Lord, bless this woman. Pray that it works out. Or are we thinking, all I want to do is go in here. This little 10 or 15 minute trip has cost me 30, 40 minutes. It's not right. Come on. What is she doing? What are they doing? Hmm. Crickets. Okay. Um, 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 I'm talking about, see, everyday living love is patient. Let me give you another scenario. On the phone, you know, when you make calls to these companies and you keep getting these Autobots mm. and you, oh, 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 and you got to press one. And after you press one, you got to press three. And after you press three, you guess four. And then they want to know the nature of your call. You, you're trying to, you're trying to get a person. Mm -hmm. And after 10 minutes, you, 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 you get, we'll get someone for you. But then you have to hold on another 15 minutes to get a person. Mm -hmm. Are you checking off the boxes? Mm. Can, are you checking off the boxes? Is, is love patient there with you when you go through these things? Uh, oh, you, you, you're not talking me, to me today. Um, 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 you, you know, these are everyday things. Because As a born-again Christian, we go through like every day. We go through situations every day. Every day. I'm not asking, are you, you, you're going... With the Barnabas ministry and and looking, oh, there they go. Let's go get them a, they call a BCP, a little uh -huh. package. No, no, I'm not talking about that. That's wonderful. And I know when you guys go out, you're motivated by love. Got that. But I'm talking about everyday occurrences that we go through. Do you display love? Because that's what God is looking at. Are you hearing me today? Mm -hmm. So you can't get somebody. And finally, when you get them, they might be rude. How dare you be rude to me after I went through? Who, who, who do you think you, I am? Who you think you talking to? Is love, are you checking off the box there? Love, being patient. And finally, our, our favorite thing, I think I pick on this all the time, driving. See, let me help you out with that. The reason why, if, 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 if you have an issue with that, whatever it is, you're not patient at certain times, is because it upsets our little personal world. We don't like our personal world to be upset, to be off kilter, to be off balance. And when our little personal stuff, people mess up with our personal stuff, then we get upset. We're not patient. Maybe I'm not talking to anybody here. So I'll say to me, maybe Pastor Churn. No, you talking, Pastor. Amen. I raised my hand. I got all my feet raised too. Amen. Hi, Dick and Dixon. Hi, Dick. Um, I love to talk about driving. You know, us drivers, we have a time clock in our head, especially if we're behind another car. 
and the light changes green, there's a time clock that goes off. All of us have it. It probably varies. Mine is two seconds. Now, after two seconds, you're not moving. <laughs> I, got to, I got to lay my hand on the horn, yo. And as I was thinking about this message, I said, we get impatient. I get impatient because I've, I, that's the turn, I've given you some leeway. I've given you two seconds grace. So you have not conformed to my time frame. You have inconvenienced me. I need to let you know that I am inconvenienced. So get a move on. But then the Lord had me think about something. He said, see, and of course you see him on the phone. We immediately think, see, they're on the phone. They're not paying attention. But then the thought came to me. What if that person was having a medical emergency? Hey, and then we and we find we come go around and go up and find out. Oh, they're having a heart attack. All those those impatient, all those 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 uh uncomfortable or the things that really bother us go out the window. Now all of a sudden, our attitude changes. We want to help them. Oh man, can I help you? So why can't we just be patient? Period. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, I'm a, I'm talking about the core values of love. In verse four, it says, love is kind. Be kind-hearted to one another. Kind. You know what? Paul didn't put a, he didn't put a, um, what's the word I want to use? A requirement on that. He said, kind. He didn't say, if they're kind to you. He just put it out there. Be kind. Oh, this is everyday living, everybody. This is everyday living. Every day we go through life. But don't you know, God is looking at us and we want to be Image bears, yeah, yeah. Image bears for Christ. We're gonna take one now, one, three, two for Christ. We're gonna saturate. Love it. What are we doing in our everyday life? When our creature comforts are disturbed. Husband, wives, be kind to one another. Do we get short? Said something. You know, it's being married, especially married a long time, we know what buttons to push. We know the key word. We know the key phrase that'll just send your spouse somewhere. But in our, I told you this is every day. The children, you, you know, you know what sets your brothers, your sister off. You, you know what sets your parents off. 
you know, you know that thing that you do is not kind, and you know it's not kind. I'm talking about core values of love. Are you checking the boxes off in your everyday life? Can you be kind? You know, Pastor Jern seems to, that's my theme. Can you be kind to someone who's not kind? Then Paul goes on to say, you, you, you don't have to respond. I want you to be thinking in your mind. Thank you, Deacon Dixon, though, for your transparency. I want you to be thinking in your mind about do I, do I check these boxes off in my everyday living? See, because I'm going to tell you what. If you start checking them off now and working on checking them off, baby, you know, Check them off in every area, or maybe you check them off sometimes, but be working to check them off all the time. Because I'm going to tell you, when we want to be an effective witness, we'll be even more of effective witness. Because they really will see the love of God. The stuff just won't bother us. Hmm. Does not envy. Now, now, here's where Paul goes into what love is not. It doesn't envy. In other words, it's not jealous. It doesn't covet. How come this person always has a lot of friends and I don't? I want to have a lot of friends. Who said? I want to have the best house. Well, I like so-and-so's house. I need to have a house like that. I need to have that position. They got that position. Why can't I get it? Hmm. Okay, let me let me break it down. They got the best looking lawn. I want a lawn. That's the best looking lawn. You know, it's those little small things. Small things. Talking about the core values of love. Paul is pointing it out there. And I feel as though we, as born-again Christians, want to work on. Some of you may have it all together. Some may not, but I, I want to say, I know I don't. Still working. And when those core values become permeated, becomes all in us. It's no telling where God can use us and take us. Because that's what he looks at. I want you to think about Jesus, our elder brother. We image bearers, we imitate him. Everything that I'm talking about, I'll probably say it again next week, everything that we're talking about Jesus exhibited while he was on this earth. I'm thinking about, watch this. I'm thinking about when he was going, he heard the news that his cousin had passed. And the Bible says he was going to go away to a quiet place and pray. Human, 
was feeling some kind of way about his cousin passing, but he couldn't get along because the Bible says the crowd saw him and followed him. And I'm thinking about this and I'm looking at this. He couldn't get away to go and pray to just kind of grieve the loss of his cousin. No, what did he do? He ministered. Matter of fact, help me out, scholars. I think that was when he ministered and then he fed the multitude. Five loaves and two fish. How many of us would have? Here's some devastating news. We try to get away. And somebody needs a prayer. And somebody needs help. Do we stay in our grief? Trust me, grief, it is what it is. That doesn't go away. Or do we try to help them? Uh, uh, it's a tough call. Tough call. But I can say Pastor Chern did experience that. The day after we said goodbye to my dad, I'm laying in bed and I get a phone call from a friend of mine. And she said, um, I don't know what's going on with my husband. Could you talk to him, please? Huh? Just lost my dad. So I called him, said, let's go out to lunch or and we met. Sometimes it's just like that. We have to come out of ourselves. Sometimes you can't. But you really got to ask the Lord, is this a time I can come out of myself to minister to someone else while I'm hurting? Jesus did it. Are you hearing me today? Look, love does not boast, meaning brag, is not proud. Now, why did Paul use these words? He knew the church at Corinth. He knew that they used those gifts as a point of being something, thinking there was something. No, if you have love, it does not brag. It doesn't boast. And watch this. Our community of believers, we don't boast or brag. We want to help. We want to encourage. Are you hearing me today? My, my, my. Is not rude. Verse 5. Is not rude which means does not behave indecently. Um, the Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. So if somebody's rude to you, can I help you out with this? Before you respond, before you have that amygdala hot check, 
count to ten before you speak. Because some people are very rude. Some people bust in front of you in line. That's not right. But then my question is, and you say, excuse me, I, I was in line. And they look at you and say, so? Now what? We're going to have to escalate this thing because they violated your space. Matter of fact, they just took over. Yeah, this is its not easy, but this is what love is. Watch this. No. You're not, a, I'm not a doormat. I can't let people walk over me. No, you're not. But you can be kind. Is not self, is not self-seeking, meaning is not selfish. Um, there's a song that we sing, you know, it's all about you, Jesus. And I always mess with uh, Lady D and tell her, it's all about me, Jimmy. Um, selfish. Not self-seeking. What do I get out of this? What's in it for me? Somebody asks you to do something. You're thinking about, oh, it's going to cost me. I got to do this. I got to do that. When you're thinking, if you're thinking because you're just trying to figure out how you can do it, that's one thing. But if you get an attitude about it, self-seeking. It's different. Self-seeking. Now, in my notes, I have, because I really wanted to emphasize this. In verse 5, it says, is not, and in bold letters, I said, easily, all caps, easily, angered. What does that mean? Flying off the handle most of the time because of personal wrongdoing. There's times when we get angry. Angry because of an injustice. The Bible tells, be angry and sin not. So it's nothing wrong with the anger, it's what you do with it. But if you're a person that's quick-tempered, ready, your foot is at the, on the ready button, uh, angry, uh. temper. Man, my question to you, are you checking off that check mark? Not easily angered. If you're easily angered, got to find out what's going on there. But that's not one of the core values of love if you're easily angered. Keeps no record of wrong. 
can, can I, I, I want to live here for a minute. Can I put a quarter in the meter for a minute on this one? I'll put it this way. Holding a grudge. Holding a grudge. But pastor, you don't understand. They really cut me. Yeah. Pastor does understand. Now, I'll tell you of a story that I had a friend. I thought we were really tight. And some things were happening with them. And all of a sudden, they asked me out of their life. It wasn't like we had a conversation. It was like, boom, nothing. And I really thought we were cool, but apparently we were tight. But um, I guess I was wrong. Now, a couple of years had gone by, and I would see this person, and now they were okay. They were having some issues, going through some issues and whatnot. But now they're okay, and then they're okay, and. They would speak to me, hey, what's going on? But I knew it wasn't the same. And I was friendly. Now watch this. I want, I want to be real clear about what I'm about to tell you. I smiled. May have had a short conversation. Even gave a word of encouragement. But I'm going to tell you, every time I saw that person, Smiling, me. It's me. Holding conversation. There was a little eh that went inside of me. Because I didn't forget what they did to me. And since they kind of just walked off the scene, and now everything's fine. So now we're speaking and things are fine. But there was something, every time I would see this person, I would, there was something. Uh, anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, that person that, or persons that you hold a grudge. It's something. Like, uh, you're holding a grudge. And maybe that's not you, but I'll continue with my story. One day the Lord said, James, you need to let it go. Matter of fact, you need to go ask their forgiveness. Are you kidding me? What? Okay, me and the Lord, I'm going to be honest, me and the Lord had to talk for a couple days about this. But I was eventually obedient what the Lord told me to do. And when I told them, I pointed out straight, I said, this is not on you, this is on me. I held a grudge against you and went through. I said, but I'm not asking for your apology or anything you were going through, whatever you were going through. The issue is with me. And I want to ask your forgiveness 
for holding a grudge against you. And he said, no problem. He was then trying to apologize. And I was like, nope. I said, it's not a problem. I said, you don't have to. This is all on me. See, this is what love does. And as a result, so much better. But if I had never let go and I'd taken a step further, go to them and ask their forgiveness, things would not be where they are today. Because I still would be, whenever I would see them, be not all the time, but I'd smile. Maybe have short conversation. But there's that uh, every time I see him. Keeps no record of wrong. And I think I'm living there because I think for many folk, people hold a grudge. If you don't, you, you ever seen people who've held grudges for years and they're not speaking. Families don't speak to, family members not speaking to each other for years, for years. And let me tell you who's having a field day, the enemy, as long as you're separated, you there's no unity. And when Christians are separated from each other, there is no unity. What is it? How can two put 10,000 to flight if you're separated? Two is better than one. We find that in even Ecclesiastes. If you're holding a grudge today, okay, let's want to get that checkbox. We'll be able to check that. No grudge. I'm not, I'm letting it go. Begin to ask God. Now I'm even saying to you today, begin to think about anybody you holding a grudge against. And I'm going to be real. Anybody, when you see them, a little uh, goes off. You, you all understand what I'm talking about, that little uh, inside of you. It, it, um, I'm going to encourage you, let it go. Give it to God. Give it to when I say let it go, let me be real practical. You need to talk to God, confess the baby, let him know I'm holding a grudge. I didn't like it, but because you want me to love, I want to give it to you. Bring it to him. You can do that. I give you this, whatever it is. I no longer want to hold it because you don't want me to hold it because you love me unconditionally. I want to love unconditionally. And finally in verse six, self-explanatory. Does not delight in evil. You don't, you're not happy when mean things are done, evil things are done. Blessed is the man that walketh not happy, is the man that walketh not, or woman, or young person in the counsel of God, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat 
of the scornful, but his delight, her delight, is in the law of the Lord. Are you hearing me today? Mm. Would you think about this everyday living that we go through? We're going to continue it next week, but but I want you to really meditate about meditate on these scriptures, verses four and five. I want you to meditate, family, husbands, wives, meditate. Are you showing love? Are you kind? Siblings, are you kind to one another? Even, you know, with siblings, some, even with spouses, they hold grudges. And, you know, they tell you that, counseling, you know, you, you don't want to hold grudges. And all of a sudden, you find there's couples married for a long time, 25, 30 kids. And all of a sudden, he or she is bringing something that happened two years into their marriage, 28 years ago. Huh? When you hold on to stuff, it stifles you. <clears throat> it stifles you. Let me be more clear. It stagnates you. It stops you. It stunts your growth. We are talking about being a born-again Christian. We're talking about being in the community of believers. And if we as individual Christians work on our core values of love and being able to check off the boxes. When we come together as a community of faith, people will really get to see us by our love. Where are you with these values? Again, does it remind you of someone? It should, Jesus Christ. He made of himself, watch this, no reputation. is not boastful, not proud. How did he come into this world? In a manner most people would not even understand. Here is the King of kings, Lord of lords, not even having a place to lay his head, but only a spot where the animals were. Why was it done? It was done from a pure heart of love. I ask again, where are you with these core values of love? And I'll leave you with this thought from Dwight L. Moody. D.L. Moody, he's a great, great preacher. Joy is love exalted. Peace is love in repose. Long-suffering is love enduring. Gentleness is love in society. Goodness is love in action. Faith is love in the battlefield. Meekness is love in the school. And temperance is love in training. Let's pray.